Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mama's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong mom. Welcome back to another episode of the Mama's New Strong Show. And today we are talking about healthy and realistic weight loss. What does that look like on a week to week basis? How you can figure that out for yourself. And not only that, let's talk about what affects weight loss, but doesn't necessarily mean you're off track. And if you stick around to the end, I'm going to let you know how you can get my weight loss calculator that will help you determine realistic weight loss on a week per week basis based on your current body composition and your goals. Yes, I geeked out on all the math for you to make it really easy in a Google spreadsheet um, so you don't have to mess with it. So I'll tell you how to get that at the end. So let's just talk about realistic weight loss because you will hear many different things. Um, Maybe you have experienced many different things when you're trying to actually lose weight. And so we have heard, I, I mean, I've heard all kinds of things as a nutritionist and a coach. So I've seen claims of up to like losing 10 pounds in a week. And then we all have heard, oh, one to two pounds is a really good weight loss, right? And the truth of the matter is it really depends, for one, on what is your starting point. How much weight do you have to lose? What is your body fat percentage right now? Because honestly, somebody that is 200 pounds, 40% body fat, their week-to-week weight loss goal is going to look different than somebody that is 140 and 25% body fat just trying to really like tone things down or like to get to that uh, more, you know, lower body fat percentage so they can see their abs better and things like that. So that is like two different extremes of what weight loss can look like. And so healthy weight loss is going to look different for each one of those people. And also, guys, I want you to, as you listen to this episode, really keep an open mind um, because some of us might be coming into the mindset of doing past diets that have been like extreme or restrictive diet, um, quick weight loss, those kinds of things. And so I'm not, I'm trying not to bust your bubble a little too soon, but the healthy rate of weight loss is not going to be what you might have thought it could be or have you seen in the past. But I want you to really think about this. If you're somebody that has done quick weight loss, like a really good example, just because it's popular right now, is going to be a keto diet. And most of us have done a keto diet, have done or a low carb diet. I've been guilty. I've done low carb before, right? Um, I've never done keto before, but I have done low carb, still kind of in the same kind of concept, right? When you first start one of those diets, it is very um, common to lose five plus pounds in a week. And it just will get people really excited because like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I'm losing weight so quick. Not realizing that a lot of that is just water weight because of the because they are cutting down carbs and not realizing that when we hold on, the more carbs that we ingest, the more carbs that we hold, the more water that we're going to retain. And 
think about it, it, the word carbohydrate, right? We don't really think about that, but it actually has the word hydrate in there. And for every gram of carbs that you ingest, you're looking at like three to four grams of water that's retained. And that's just for the metabolism of or your body metabolizing that carb. And so if you like drastically reduce your carbs, you're going to drastically reduce some water weight. And so this is common on those low carb diets. And then, you know, you'll lose five pounds the first week, maybe you'll see pretty good weight loss the second week, third week. But over time, it slows down by a lot. And studies show when you compare a low carb diet with a high carb diet, when protein is equated for equally, calories are equal, the only difference is the low carb versus high carb, the weight loss overall is the same. <laughs> it really is. And when you like start looking more into a body composition, you start to realize and what it takes to have a good body composition, you start to realize it's more about protein than um, necessarily the carbs or the the fats. And that can actually and you know, you can have a preference and those can kind of um, those can kind of shift a little bit. But really, guys, it's when you're doing those low carb diets and that really quick weight loss, it's a lot of its water weight is what I'm trying to say. So with that being said, let's try to keep an open mind, right? Because we are not talking about restrictive, quick, like weight loss here. We're talking about a lifestyle change. We're talking about actually keeping the weight off, which majority of people don't when they lose weight. That's, that's, that's the big key there, right? A lot of people can say they've lost weight. Not too many people can say that they've kept it off. And we always congratulate and, oh my gosh, you lost so much weight, this and that. We really should be congratulating the people that have actually kept it off because that is the hard, that's the hardest part. I'm not saying weight loss is easy, but I'm saying that keeping the weight loss is even harder than initially losing the weight. So let's talk about what it looks like for healthy fat loss and what is realistic. And, you know, this is what when you look at and, you know, me do my research and everything of what is ideal for body composition. So this we're not talking about how fast can I lose weight? And I don't care where it comes from. I am talking about these are realistic weight loss goals for somebody that wants to have a good body composition, somebody that wants to be toned, somebody that um, wants to be toned when they lose the weight. And a lot of us might not understand at first what that meant. I didn't understand what that meant. I thought if I lost, I used to think if I lost weight, I'm just going to look like that like amazing toned woman underneath, right? And it doesn't work like that because really it's muscle tone that's going to give that to you. And I went through this, guys, and I can speak from experience that, you know, I've done a lot of the quick weight loss things. I've done starvation, like total starvation things, meal replacement shakes, all that kind of stuff. Guess what it got me? It got me to be skinny fat. It got me to be a skinny version of what I was before, just a skinnier version, still jiggling in all the wrong places. And it was very, very frustrating because I thought it once I lost weight, I was just going to look toned underneath. And it doesn't work like that. You have to have the muscle to look toned once you lose the body fat. And a big part of that is when you are going about weight loss is really focusing on a way where you're going to maintain a lot of that muscle mass and lose mostly fat. And so let's talk about that now. 
no more than 1% of total body weight per week. And we're talking about in kilograms. So everything I'm talking about is in kilograms, but I'm going to convert it into pounds. If I I told you about the weight loss calculator, all the equations and mathematical things had to be done in kilograms, but I convert it to pounds in there for you to see, so it makes it a lot easier. So no more than 1% total body weight per week in kilograms. A a healthy range, (laughs) if I could talk healthy, range is 0.4 to 0.8% of body weight per week. We're still talking kilograms. And you're like, okay, Jessica, great. What the hell does that mean? So let me give you some examples of what that could look like. So if you are, let's say we're talking about a woman that's 140 pounds or 63.5 kilograms. And if you, if that woman was to lose 1% of her body weight every week, that would look like a pound point 39, one pound 39 point 39 max a week. That is, that is the max on her healthy weight loss. But if she's, she's more looking at like half a pound to a pound a week at 140, Not a lot, right? Not a big, (laughs) not like this crazy, all these pounds, right? Now, let's talk about a woman that is 200 pounds. So that equals to 90.71 kilograms. For her max weight, and I believe on, on a little, you know, side note here, the more body fat you have, the more aggressive you can you can be. The the less body fat you have, you you can't be super aggressive in weight loss because then you're, you're really going to be risking losing that lean body mass. So somebody that is like two hundred pounds, you could you could probably even bump it up to one point five percent at the max. But let's just talk about one percent. One percent is. pounds a week, just two pounds. For somebody that is 200 pounds and looking for healthy weight loss, we're looking at two pounds most a week. And then it could though, like a healthy range, it really can range from 0.79 pounds to 0.39 pounds, or 1.39 pounds. So just to keep that in perspective, that is that's not a lot, right? When we think about it. So we're talking about long term, you know, long term game here. We're not talking about these quick fixes. And so let's talk about why we don't want to lose weight too fast. And the biggest concern is you're going to increase the risk of losing lean body mass. And I think even from a psychological level too, just from coaching women, when you do something that is a very extreme weight of weight loss, it is not realistic to upkeep that long term. So the likelihood of you um, falling off track and getting all that weight back is even greater when we go about weight loss in a way that's very restrictive and not seen as a lifestyle change and something that we can do long term. And that's why I tell women a lot of times when you think about doing a diet that you should always ask yourself, can I see myself doing for the doing this for more than a year, right? And if you can, if, if the answer is no, then you probably shouldn't mess with that because you want to be instilling these healthy habits and this lifestyle change as you're losing the weight so that it's really easy to maintain that later on. And unfortunately, a lot of how weight loss is presented to us is in challenges. This I have a hate, a love-hate relationship with challenges because I feel like it puts into play that mindset that 
oh, I'm just going to hit this really hard for six weeks, 12 weeks, and not really focusing on what happens afterwards. We're just trying to hit to that goal. And it's really good to have short-term goals, right? But I think it's in a way where it's like all or nothing. I'm like blood, sweat, and tears 110%. I'm going to lose this weight in this amount of weeks. And we do it or it can be done in a way that is really restrictive and just take just using all this willpower. So by the point, the challenge, by the end of the challenge, you're just like, I'm shot. I'm done. Like I am, I can't do this anymore mentally. And mental fatigue and dieting is a real thing that has to be taken into consideration. Uh, the psychological, effect of it. And we don't really think about that a lot of times. And it really matters. You know, mental health matters too. (laughs) It does play a big role in all of this. So most studies show that 60 to 70% of weight loss is fat mass and 30 to 50% of weight loss is lean body mass. So let's, let's think about this. This is majority of the way that people lose weight. Majority of the way that people lose weight is losing up to 50% or so 50% of that weight loss is coming from lean muscle mass or not lean muscle mass. I'm sorry, lean body mass. So body mass, it's not just lean muscle. It's including your organs, everything else, right? So yes, when you diet your organs, you will lose some mass in your organs. Um, So that 50% is all of that, right? Um, Now, That seems kind of sad, right? And it is. There is a way to actually increase the rate of weight loss to come more from fat than from your lean body mass. And there's two ways we're going to that that are going to do that. You can actually increase it by you can increase body fat to be up to 80, 90 plus percent of weight loss when you eat a high protein diet. And you pair it with resistance training, meaning lifting weights. And I'm not talking like circuit training. I'm actually really pushing yourself, trying to gain lean muscle. Um, So why do we want to minimize weight loss coming from lean muscle? So some of you might just be like, and like, I really just want to see the scale move, Jessica. I just want to see like, I want to I want to weigh 10 pounds less. I don't care where it comes from. I just I just want to weigh 10 pounds less. And I'm telling you right now, guys. You want to maintain as much as muscle as you can as you lose weight. And this is going to be another podcast for another day of why muscle mass is so important. Why now we're starting to realize that muscle mass is its own organ. It's really an endocrine organ that literally controls critical aspects of our health and like a hormone function, brain function. Um, it actually... Um, it can actually help with like anti-inflammatory processes, uh, fat oxidization. Like muscle is really, really important. Not only that, is as as we age as well, a lot of reasons why older people can no longer care for themselves, take care of themselves, is the lack of muscle tissue. They they fall, they break a bone. They're not, it, they are not able to carry themselves in the same way. And and you know, so if we're looking at not even just like a weight loss, we're looking at general health then muscle mass is really important. And so we want to preserve that lean muscle mass as we lose weight. And to even put it into another perspective, um, or even actually bring, this is another one, because you hear a lot of people, and I used to think this too, and is that, okay, the more muscle I have, the the more my metabolism is going to go up and the more, uh, more I'm going to burn. 
which is true to a point, right? But it's not the point that we used to think. Like, I remember reading things that said one pound of muscle would burn around 50 calories. And that's like, when you add that up, like 10 pounds of muscle gain, that actually adds up to a substantial, uh, like a good amount of calories. Um, but really, the 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 research, it actually says that one pound of muscle burns only like 70 calories, which is more than fat. So one pound of fat burns around two calories, but it's not as big of a change as we, as, as you see on the internet and people talk about. So when you put that in perspective, let's say you, you gain, let's see, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not the best amount. So I'm going to pull out my calculator here. Say you gain 10 pounds of muscle mass. And that, guys, is probably, you're looking at like your first year of weightlifting or something, right? That it's going to take time to build that muscle. Let's do 10 times 7. That's just 70 calories. It's not that big of a change. But we could also put in our perspective of when we lose that muscle mass, I think it matters even more in that sense where let's say if you have a lot of weight to lose, say you are going to lose, you're, you lose 50 pounds, but you don't, you don't um, have a high protein diet, you don't resistance train. So half of that was uh, muscle lost. When you put it into that perspective, then you are looking at losing like 175 calories in your in your daily calories because you're you've lost that lean muscle mass. It's not using up that energy anymore. It doesn't seem like a lot, but that equivalents to um, 1,225 calories in a week. So it can it does add up. So you know we really want to do things that are going to preserve our metabolism that are going to make us healthier in the long run. This this is not. But weight loss, we need to stop looking at weight loss as just weight loss. Weight loss is an effect. True weight loss that is long-term is an effect of and a result of our health. And we need to start seeing that there is the connection for two, um, for both of them. And I have this saying, a sexy body is a healthy body. I've been saying it for years. When your body is functioning well, when you are looking at yourself in a health perspective and focusing on health first, guess what? It's going to be easier to lose weight. Your body is going to let go of that weight a lot easier. It's not going to fight you. But a lot of us go about losing weight, fighting against our body and thinking that that is the way that you lose weight. And it has to be hard. It has to be, and I'm not saying it's easy, but why why not do things that are going to make it easier? And keeping lean muscle as we go about weight loss is going to it's going to help preserve our health too, which in the long run is going to help us to keep the weight off in a healthy way long term. And that's really what we want, right? So that is why it really matters where that weight comes from. Now let's talk about things that can affect weight loss that don't necessarily mean you are off track. This is really important to talk about. So let's let me just be like completely honest. Yes, I can give you this calculator at the end of this episode and you can put in all your stats and you can see ideally, realistically, on a healthy level, what your weight loss should be every week. Now, can I promise you that if you do everything right that you're going to see that every week like clockwork? No, I'm going to tell you right now, no. And that is because our bodies are more complicated than that. We're not robots. There is a lot of things that go on into our weight loss and our metabolism. It's not... 
yes, calories in, calories out, but that is the very, very basic part of it. Like it goes way deeper than just that. And you know that if you have ever restricted calories and you're like, why the hell am I not losing weight? right? we Your body does these things and we're like, why am I not responding the way? And it's like, there's a lot of complicated things going on. There's there's hormones, there's gut health, there is a, your immune function, all these things that can affect the rate at which you lose weight. Now, let's talk about some of the things that say, let's say all that stuff is ideal. <laughs> like a lot of, all the right things are kind of going on. There are some things that you just it's just going to happen. One of the things is your menstrual cycle. That's going to happen. You're probably going to gain water weight around the time of your menstrual cycle because of the um, increase in progesterone in the second half of your your cycle, your uh, your luteal phase right before you start your period, right? And their pro- progesterone goes up and then we like retain water. So I have seen usually women about three to five pounds. You're looking at that kind of water weight. So that could happen, right? And if you are not tracking your period, which you should be, right? That's another, our, our period, our menstrual cycle is now they're saying like the fifth vital sign or, you know, it's, it's a vital sign that we re- really need to look at as far as um, health for women. Um, so you don't say you don't track your progress, uh, your menstrual cycle. And then all of a sudden you see like three pounds of gain on the scale and you're like freaking out. Like I'm doing everything. Why is this not working? It can be very frustrating and it could be to the point where that could be the breaking point where you're like, screw it, throw in the towel. I'm, this isn't working. And you stop doing it not realizing what's really going on. You just self-sabotaged yourself (laughs) by not continuing, right? And so if you understand that and track your cycle and start to realize, okay, I gain about four pounds, you know, right before my cycle. And then about a week later or like five days into my cycle, that weight drops off, right? So you can account for that when you see it and not freak out. And so this is why if you want to be very critical and how you um, track your progress, ideally, and this is really hard, guys, ideally, you want to be comparing your weight on week one of your cycle, week two, week three, and week four. So what does that mean? It's you're going to track, you track every day, and you're always going to compare week one of your cycle to week one of your cycle, week two to week two, because our hormones are changing. We're like, we're like a new woman every week, right? <laughs> sometimes we feel like that. We're, like, we're going a little crazy sometimes, right? Depending on where we're at in our menstrual cycle. Men are so lucky. Like their hormones are on a 24-hour basis. So they wake up. They're the same They're the same damn person every day. And us, no. We go on this roller coaster of, a, of a hormones. And so because of that, it can affect our weight loss and our progress and how that looks. So that's why if you can, I would compare, not only compare to week to week, like just, you know, day to day, but also week to week on where you are in your cycle. The next thing is eating more carbs than you normally eat. We talked a little bit about how carbohydrates, right? We store about three to four grams of water for every one gram of carbs. And this is because your body, um, that's just how, what your body needs to help store that energy as a glycogen. So, Think about a weekend. And this is, I I did like a 
gosh, this is a while back and I did like an Instagram reel on this to like show like, you know, beginning of the week, like when I ate a lot of carbs and then towards the end of the week and I look, I'm back to normal, right? But a lot of us freak out. We, you know, something happens on the weekend, whatever that the case may be right now. It is summertime and we, you know, sometimes it's just a little hard. We got things going on. We got vacation, right? And we want to enjoy life and you should enjoy life, right? And what will happen is sometimes women will eat more carbs, right? More carbs than they're used to in their diet. So guess what? You're going to retain more water weight. And so then you get on the scale on Monday and you're freaking out. You're like, oh my gosh, I just ate like one cheat meal and I've gained five pounds. Like this is ridiculous. And I promise you it is not, it's mostly water weight. It really is. So you get back to your regular routine, back to eating regularly. Guess what? By the end of the week, that water weight is going to come off. So don't freak out. That's something else that can affect weight loss, um, but doesn't necessarily mean you're on track. Now, of course, if you are going and eating all crazy for multiple days, then yeah, that weight on the scale, some of it's going to be fat too. But just one meal, like you got to really keep into account like how much calories or energy is in one pound of fat. It's 3,500 calories. And that's a lot of calories to eat in one sitting, guys. So I really doubt you're doing that in one cheat meal. It's mostly water weight. So don't freak out. Another thing that can cause weight loss to go up that doesn't necessarily mean you're on track is extreme muscle soreness or just muscle soreness muscle soreness in general, which is what we call DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. These, um, This is the tearing of muscle and the rupture of muscle cells that initiate an inflammatory response. It usually peaks around 24 to 36 hours after exercise. For me, I'm a second day kind of girl. So I know like if I'm a little sore the next day, I'm like really in for it the second day if I did something extreme. Um, so this is just a part of the response. So the hormones ADH and out, um, I'm probably going to ruin this guys. I'm not the best at reading Aldus, <laughs> aldosterone. And these are hormones that regulate water in the body. So what happens is when, um, we are really sore, that inflammatory response goes on and we just retain more water in our kidneys for a few days. And then after a few days, the balance is restored and water weight is eliminated. So if you have had a really extreme workout and you are super sore, yes, and you and then you see the weight go up. And I've seen this with clients, like this, this does happen, right? And then the weight goes up and I'm like, okay, just give it a few days when you're not sore. And then that that weight usually comes down. So that's another uh, reason. And I thought you guys might find this interesting on a side note. <laughs> um, but DOMS, like uh, muscle soreness. Have you ever heard people say like muscle soreness is caused by the accumula- accumulation of lactic acid in the muscle? Like as a byproduct. So of ATP metabolism, like maybe not that to that extent, but you heard like, oh, it's just lactic acid buildup. Um, It's actually not. So that's what they used to believe. But research now believes that the structural damage to the muscle cells caused by is actually caused by the muscle lengthening um, or eccentric or the phase of exercise um, is the cause of DOMS, like just exercising in general, like you're just doing damage. Like that's all that is. It's just an inflammatory response. It's just a little bit of damage. But guess what? When we focus on our recovery, we come back better and stronger, just like just like a setback, right? Like when we have a setback and we deal with it, we come back even stronger. Same thing with our um, with strength training, right? So those are three things that can cause muscle soreness. So just to recap really briefly before I give you the information on how to get that weight loss calculator 
is we talked today about what is realistic and healthy weight loss and how to figure that out for your body composition, which hint, the calculator is going to do that. I actually, in my notes, guys, had it all like there's like seven different like math steps to it. And I was like, okay, this is just going to confuse people. Let me just go and like geek out on Google Sheets and do this for them. Um, so we talked about that. No more than 1% a total body weight per week in kilograms, but a healthy range is 04 2.8% of your body weight in kilograms per week is a healthy weight loss, right? So it's really not that much, guys. And then we talked about why losing weight too fast is not a good idea because that actually increases the risk of losing lean body mass. And we don't want to do that, right? We want to preserve our lean body mass. Um, so we talked about that. And then we talked about what reasons or things that could cause weight loss that don't necessarily mean you are off track. And that was depending on what time you are in your cycle. You know, say you have a cheat meal and you eat more carbs than you normally do, you're going to retain more water weight or you're extremely sore. That can retain water as well, but then it will go away after a few days. So this is why it's really important. I do have some podcasts about what is a true plateau. True plateau really is, guys, doing everything consistently. Consistent is the big one there, right? And not seeing results in two to three weeks. That is going to be more of a true plateau. It's not like, oh, I'm doing good one week. Like, I did good all week and I'm not seeing results. That's that's not a time. There's so many, there's things that can be going on. And I'm going to tell you, I've seen it. I don't think there's very much explanation for this, but I have seen this with clients where they're doing everything right and it's like no progress, no progress, no progress for a couple weeks and then all of a sudden they lose like five pounds in a week. Like it just, it, it's, I've tried to research what the hell this is. Some people call it like a whoosh effect. It's like your muscle, your fat is holding on to, it's holding on and then all of a sudden just like releases. It's kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe eventually science will figure that out or if you know what it is, let me know. Uh, so anyways, that is something to keep in mind too as you're going about, like I said, it's weight loss is not a linear thing. You're not going to be able to expect, but I want you guys to use this calculator so you can put it into perspective of what it can look like. But remember, we're not robots, right? So you can download that weight loss calculator by going to www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash WL calculator. WL calculator. That's for weight loss calculator, right? But I made it shorter. Also, it's going to be in the show notes. And like I always say, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, I just now started getting back into doing the podcast again. I did take a break mostly for my mental health, which, hey, is getting better. Um, I will make another episode of update on that. If you want to know more about that, that is going to, I think I did that a couple of episodes ago. It was called, I think, Where I've Been, My Mental Health Journey. You can check that out. But I would, if you are enjoying the podcast and you really enjoy this episode, take a screenshot of it. Tag me on Instagram stories. Let me know you liked it. That way we can get the podcast out to more eyeballs um, of other people we can help. And of course, leaving a five-star review will help as well. Um, but that is all I have for today, guys. Um, like I always say, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.